My brunch reservations aren't till one, so I got plenty of time, uh, and uh, so uh, I can just preach on a little bit here this morning, uh, but I won't do that to you, uh, and uh, be in 1 Corinthians 15, and then also in 1 Peter uh, chapter number 1. If you were listening to the narration uh, with Brother Goodman at one point, uh, he had said that the resurrection of Jesus also gives us victory over doubt uh, and fear. Uh, and then continued on with some other things I'll mention here in a second. I think about Resurrection Sunday, as I said earlier, uh, every, every day really is Resurrection Day. Uh, as a Christian, we celebrate uh, our salvation. What Christ did for us uh, on the cross of Calvary is something that, uh, that we are challenged as, as a church, uh, I do as a pastor to you, um, uh, constantly to remember that. Because when we think about all that Jesus has done for us, it helps us uh, in a number of different ways. And uh, in one of those ways, obviously, uh, Jesus died for our sins. Uh, and uh, the scripture says in the Gospels, in, uh, in, uh, excuse me, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, uh, the gospel is listed there when it says this in verse number 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which ye also, uh, which also ye are saved. If ye keep in memory that I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. And now that, uh, just so you're not uh, mistaken, that doesn't mean that a person uh, will lose their salvation uh, and uh, if they don't keep these things in memory. It's just really speaking to the sincerity uh, of the Christian. When we believe the gospel... Uh, and we pray and ask Jesus to save us, um, we'll say, uh, I'll say to someone I'm witnessing to, uh, that you have to uh, mean it. You, it should be something that's sincere from your heart uh, into God. Uh, one of the ways I illustrate that is whenever I perform a wedding uh, and I'm helping them uh, exchange vows and I say, repeat after me, and I say, I, whatever, and do that. As, as they finish up their vows, even though I'm saying the vows with them, I'm not married to them, all right? Uh, I am just leading them in the words to say. The vows that they're making, they're making to one another uh, in the presence of the Lord, and they're entering into uh, a covenant. Uh, and just as uh, you should mean those words uh, as you make that covenant before the Lord, uh, when you pray and ask Jesus to save you, uh, to come into your life, um, to, uh, to come into your heart, uh, there might be many ways that you had voiced um, the, the belief of your heart in words as you called upon the name of Jesus in salvation. The Bible says in verse 3 of chapter number 15 of 1 Corinthians, For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. And so we know from the book of Genesis uh, that uh, sin uh, needed to be taken care of. God provided uh, His Son, Jesus. Uh, Jesus is God in the flesh, the incarnate, uh, our Savior. Uh, God became man. Uh, we celebrate that at Christmas time uh, in the birth of our Savior. Uh, and He lived a life, a sinless life. Uh, he knew no sin. Uh, he was the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. Uh, that takes away uh, the sins of the world. Uh, and by the way, uh, it's a whosoever will gospel. Uh, we here at Berean Baptist Church, because the Bible teaches us this, we don't believe that some are destined to be saved and some are destined uh, to hell, uh, that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come uh, to repentance. God gives us a choice. Of course, he's a sovereign God, and he knows the beginning from the end. He knows who's saved. He's written it in his, in his book of life, the Bible says in the book of Revelation. Uh, but we as uh, human beings uh, have a choice to make. 
Uh, we can either choose uh, to accept the gift of salvation that God has provided for us at Calvary, uh, or we can choose not to. Uh, but payment for sin must be made. Uh, the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we can either pay our sin debt uh, by going to hell, uh, or we can accept the gift of salvation uh, through Jesus Christ uh, and allow for that payment uh, to be made. The Bible says, for by grace are we saved through faith, that not of ourselves it is the gift of God. And so he died for our sins according to the scriptures, but that's not it. It says in verse 4, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And that he was seen of Cephas and of the twelve. And after that, uh, he was seen above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some uh, are fallen asleep. And after that, he was seen of James and of all the apostles. And the last of all, he was seen of me also as uh, as of one born out of due time. Of course, this is uh, the apostle Paul uh, writing to the church at Corinth about uh, what had taken place and what he had seen. Uh, And because of the time, we really can't get into uh, the many infallible proofs that the Bible says in Acts chapter number 1 that there are about the resurrection. Uh, All you would need to know, uh, I I think that uh, from verse number 6, it says that there were 500 brethren at once seeing Jesus at one time. And uh, as I've listened to uh, Bible scoffers and skeptics and uh, those who don't believe uh, in the account of Scripture, uh, they would say that, uh, these people uh, had they had delusions, uh, and I'm not you know a psychiatrist, psychologist. Uh, I um, uh, pretend to be one often uh, as a pastor in counseling, uh, and uh, but uh, but 500 people uh, having the same delusion at the same time about the same things uh, it just doesn't happen. All right. And uh, many of you, of course, you see uh, all the time in the news now and on the socials, you know, UFOs and all this other stuff. Eyewitness accounts um, are one of the greatest uh, validations uh, for the things uh, that um, we are trying to be convinced of as being true. Uh, The Bible speaks to the validity, uh, obviously, of uh, the crucifixion and the resurrection. But but Jesus was seen by many people, uh, and uh, he walked after his resurrection on this earth, ministering, uh, speaking to his followers, uh, for 40 days before he ascended uh, into heaven. Uh, and we have, of course, that uh, uh, my, one of my favorite parts of Scripture where he says, why stand you here gazing uh, to those that watched him ascend into heaven? Uh, for, to, for me, it's, it's, it's a challenge. It's words that say, hey, you need to get busy. Uh, he's uh, ascended. He's at the right hand of the Father. So I, we sing uh, the songs. We serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. So the gospel message uh, is that Jesus came... Uh, and he died for our sins, and he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. The resurrection uh, is the primary principle of the gospel. It's not even belief uh, in Jesus. There are a lot of people who believe in Jesus. Uh, there are a lot of people who believe that he lived and, uh, on this earth and taught, was a good rabbi, a master teacher, and uh, that he did good things, that he lived and died. There's historical uh, evidences of that, obviously, and they believe uh, in that Jesus... Uh, lived. Uh, but that's different than believing that he lived and died for your sins, that uh, he lived, died, and buried, and rose again the third day according to the scriptures, according to the word of God. So the two things are completely different. Without the resurrection, there is no salvation. Uh, without the resurrection, there's no hope 
Uh, and as we, we could read down through chapter number 15, I'll do that tonight and preach uh, from uh, this passage more in particular uh, or in more detail. But I'd like for you to turn over to 1 Peter uh, chapter number 1 uh, briefly this morning. Um, the resurrection of Jesus gives us victory uh, over doubt and fear, as was narrated for us a little while ago. And uh, it was said in that uh, reading that many people are slaves to doubt. Uh, and uh, there are people who, in fact, they believe on the Lord. They're saved. They don't just believe that Jesus was a man, uh, but that he was the, the God-man, uh, God in the flesh, uh, lived and died and shed his blood for our salvation and rose again, um, that still have doubts and still have anxieties and worries. They, uh, they think about the current state of, uh, of our country and the world as a whole. Uh, and if you, you're honest, I mean, I'm speaking to it right now, but uh, there's just a lot of stuff that's going on. Uh, and, uh, and you watch the news, you're just disheartened uh, by, you know, the death uh, and just constantly every day uh, people uh, being killed and just the senselessness of it all. Uh, we watch the news and we see places like Taiwan uh, being surrounded by uh, Chinese Navy and, and Air Force. And uh, we, we have thoughts about uh, world wars and when this is going to break out and that's going to be breaking out. And, uh, and when you begin to think about all, all of this stuff, and I'm just mentioning a couple, I mean, there's lots of it. Uh, you can almost get this sense or this feeling of overwhelm, like you know, like how are we gonna uh, how are we gonna get through? <laughs> uh, how how uh, is are things gonna uh, turn out? So even people who are believers in Jesus Christ, who are Christians, who've read this book and and understand to a certain degree uh, the prophetic timeline and all that God is gonna do, uh, we still struggle. Uh, with uh, those types of, of fears and uh, that um, we, we are afraid uh, because of our fear to stand or to stand up for truth or to follow uh, a course that isn't popular. And, and by the way, we need more of that, uh, more than ever. Uh, the Bible says as Christians, we're salt and light. Uh, and, and I believe that it's been in part our failure uh, of being those things, uh, that the world, uh, to a certain degree, is in the, in the place that it is uh, because we haven't been doing our job. Uh, we haven't been uh, standing up for truth and for right. And I'm thankful um, that there have been a lot of, in recent weeks, uh, whether it's celebrity sportscasters or, uh, or podcasters, those on uh, media. Um, I watched even last night as I uh, was peeking out. Uh, I've been sick uh, all this last day uh, and, uh, and saw one commentator um, saying, hey, I don't, I don't apologize. I'm a believer. Uh, I believe in Jesus, and he's, he, he preached the gospel on, on a national platform, uh, and I'm thankful for that. And we've been seeing more of that uh, recently. Uh, but you know who needs to be doing that? You and I. Uh, we need to be sharing the gospel, uh, the hope uh, of, of the good news uh, with everybody that we come in contact with. Uh, so I was thinking about uh, life and, and, you know, as we celebrate the resurrection, and we think about all that Jesus did for us. Uh, and through, our, through his resurrection, we've secured as a believer salvation. If you're a believer today, you believe that Jesus died for your sins, you've asked him uh, to forgive you, uh, to come into your life, that uh, the payment uh, for uh, your sins 
penalty has been paid through Jesus Christ. The Bible says uh, that you're seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You have a home in heaven, uh, and we have the hope of glory. Uh, and, uh, and so we know that death doesn't have a sting uh, because uh, God has given us the victory through uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and heaven is a wonderful promise that we can hold on to each and every day. Uh, we, can't, you know, we can't be as Christians threatened uh, with death uh, because uh, when you think about it, that's the best thing that could ever happen to us uh, is we are absent from this body uh, and to be present with the Lord. Uh, but not everybody, um, you know, I was thinking about, uh, did some memorials this last week and a little disappointing because I'm looking out, I don't see any of the gypsy families that are here for the services, but we did have uh, on Thursday night, five uh, people made professions of faith uh, in the service. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm grateful uh, for uh, the opportunity to present them uh, with the gospel. Uh, but it's more than just getting to heaven. Um, God has left us here uh, to live, and the Bible says to occupy till He comes. Uh, and, uh, and we need resurrection power that the Bible speaks about in Philippians chapter number 3, to know Him in the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His suffering. Resurrection power uh, to, to get us through the day. I mean, I needed resurrection power to get out of bed this morning. Uh, and, uh, and to, to come to church. And, and I thought, boy, this would be, uh, wouldn't be a good day for me to call in sick. Uh, and, uh, but, um, but we need it, uh, the power of the resurrection. And that resurrection power does a lot of things uh, that uh, we can't get into. But I want to point out just a couple of things from First Peter uh, in chapter number 1 uh, this morning. Uh, and it says this in verse number 3. Uh, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven uh, for you. Uh, as I think about the, uh, the power of the resurrection and what it's done uh, in our life, of course the scriptures here talk about this lively uh, hope. It's a, it's a living hope. It's something that has life to it. Uh, and, uh, and I, um, you know, uh, with myself not feeling well coming in, I felt like uh, I'm going to have a difficult time speaking of the lively hope that we have in Christ with uh, some liveliness uh, about it. Uh, but, um, you know, we should be some of the happiest people on the face of the planet. Uh, and, uh, you know, whenever, whenever you start to talk about um, hope that you have or happiness or joy that you have uh, to someone who doesn't have that hope or joy, don't they always try to bring you down just a little bit? Uh, you say, well, God is so good. Uh, yeah, but what about this and what about that? And, and the world is just really filled with a lot of people who are downers about life in general. But that shouldn't be us as Christians. Life's tough. I mean, there's no getting around it. Um, there's difficulty around every, every corner. Uh, and, uh, and the bad news uh, is it isn't going to get better. Um, the, the Bible teaches us that as it'll be the, uh, our world's going to be like it was in the days of Noah. Uh, and sin uh, is going to get worse uh, and uh, the difficulties are going to increase. Uh, but uh, but one, of the, one of the promises that we have, and as I was alluding to a moment ago, um, I told the people at the, the funeral that we all have an appointment with death. It's appointed that a man wants to die. And then after that, the judgment. In fact, the scriptures say a little bit further down that therefore, uh, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. 
knowing that there is a judgment seat of Christ and knowing that we're all going to stand before him, we try to persuade men, uh, women, children, uh, to trust Jesus Christ as their Savior so that they don't have to pay uh, that sin penalty as they stand before the Lord. Uh, but, um, but not every one of us, uh, if the Lord comes back, uh, are going to see death in that way. Um, some may. Uh, some have gone on before us. Uh, in fact, turn to 1 Thessalonians, if you would, uh, briefly, chapter number 4. 1 Thessalonians, uh, chapter number 4. Um, this is a passage of Scripture I would read uh, quite a bit at uh, perhaps a graveside, as I did just the other day uh, on Friday. Uh, and uh, in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse number 13, the Bible says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. In fact, in the book of Ephesians, it talks about those uh, who are not born again uh, as people who have no hope. Um, I just couldn't imagine going through life without hope. People need hope. Um, with, without hope, um, you're in just a, in a bad place uh, in, in your life. And, uh, and uh, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of people that uh, are living um, uh, in despair and uh, they're, um, you know, suffering through trials and difficulties, and, uh, and they're doing all of that and living through all those things without the hope of heaven, uh, without the promise of God that God would be with us through those difficulties. He's a present help in time of need. Uh, and so I don't know what you're going through, but please mi- don't misunderstand me or kind of put the cart before the horse. Uh, Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Uh, and because I'm a Christian, uh, there are a lot of benefits uh, that come, resurrection power being one of them. Uh, but um, God is so good, and He's there uh, with us every moment of every single day. Uh, and, uh, and there's many promises that are connected to all of that. Uh, and he's, but, um, but having our sin uh, paid for through the blood of Christ, trusting Christ as our Savior, that's where it all begins. Uh, the rest of it uh, is, is kind of fluff in, in that way. It's the icing on the cake for which I'm grateful for, but I can't have all of those benefits without first being the, a benefactor uh, of uh, the Lord Jesus uh, and His shed blood. If you're here today and you're not saved, that's the, that's the thing that you've got to take care of today. Realize that you're a sinner, um, hopeless, without Christ, uh, that if you were to die today without Him, um, heaven wouldn't be your home. Uh, but hell would be your home, and it's uh, an everlasting home. Uh, eternal life is either eternal life in heaven uh, or eternal life in hell, and the only way to ensure that you go to heaven is through Jesus Christ. Uh, here, here today on Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, uh, in a Baptist church, but you could have been at a Methodist church, a Catholic church, uh, a church with, with no denomination on it, uh, any church that you could have been at today, uh, but the name of the church isn't what gets you into heaven. I'm not going to heaven because I'm a Baptist. Uh, I'm a Baptist because I read the Bible. Uh, and, uh, and I just feel like you can't help but be a Baptist once you read it. Uh, and, but uh, I'm going to heaven because Jesus paid my sin debt. Uh, and in 1987, I realized that I was a sinner uh, on my way to hell uh, and that I didn't have to go there uh, because Jesus died for me. And I asked him to forgive me and to come into my life and to save me. And he did that day. Uh, and uh, I've been saved ever since. Uh, I can't, it can't be taken away from me. Uh, I can't send it away. Uh, I am eternally secure uh, in the finished work of Jesus. And he says in verse 14, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with them. 
For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. See, the hope that we have is a comforting hope. Um, we don't have to worry, whether it's by rapture or rupture, as I often say, whether I die. The Bible says I'm going to be present with the Lord. If the trump sounds today or tomorrow and I'm still in uh, this tabernacle, this living flesh, the Bible says the dead in Christ will rise first. That was secured with the resurrection. Uh, and uh, those which remain uh, will be caught up together with him in the air. Uh, that's not the second coming, that's the rapture. There's another time when he comes back. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, when he does, uh, every day uh, for a thousand years is nothing but positive on Fox News. Uh, because we have uh, King Jesus <laughs> who is reigning, uh, and, uh, and that's going to be a wonderful, wonderful uh, time. Uh, but, uh, but the Bible says that we're raptured uh, with him. Uh, and so a lot of the things that people worry about in the end times, the tribulation period, if you're a Christian today, um, uh, you, you won't be going through it. You'll see it. Perhaps you'll witness it, but you won't go through it. Uh, and we're supposed to comfort each other uh, with these words. Um, whenever I, I'm at a graveside with people who are mourning the loss of a loved one, um, I give them these encouraging words that were with hope. Uh, and you too can have that hope if you only trust in Jesus Christ. And one of the hardest things I ever tell people at those uh, events is, um, you know, we long for that reunion, but we won't have that reunion uh, if we ourselves are not saved. Um, we, we comfort each other with words like, um, they're in a better place. Um, they're no longer suffering with their cancer. Uh, but we're all not going to the same place different ways. It's always through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the resurrection of Christ uh, secures uh, our future resurrection, our hope in heaven. Uh, it is a lively hope. Uh, it is a comforting hope, uh, a powerful one in that we have resurrection power, but it's also uh, a secure hope. Uh, turn with me to one last passage of Scripture, if you would. Book of Hebrews, chapter number 6. Uh, Hebrews, chapter number 6. And look at verse number 19. Of course, I believe Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. Uh, and uh, as he's writing to Hebrew Christians and talking about uh, uh, many things concerning uh, the, uh, the priesthood of the believers in Christ himself. But notice what he says in verse number 19 of Hebrews chapter number 6. He's ha he says, which hope, speaking of our salvation, our resurrection, we have as an anchor of the soul both sure and steadfast, which entereth into that within the veil, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And not to get into all of that, but there's the, we believe in what's called the priesthood of the believer. But the hope that we have through Jesus Christ uh, is uh, the, an anchor of the soul, steadfast, uh, sure, uh, like the song we sang about, uh, this, well, the sea billows roll. Um, there's nothing. It's an unwavering thing that God has given to us. So I've said all that this morning quickly uh, to get to this one main uh, kind of takeaway uh, for today. Uh, we celebrate uh, the resurrection for a number of reasons. Again, we should, we should celebrate it uh, every day uh, of our life. Uh, I think about people who celebrate recovery. Um, that's supposed to be something they celebrate all the time. 
Uh, and uh, not, not just when uh, temptation is there, uh, not just when, you know, you're presented with some difficulty, but all the time. Celebrating Jesus in the resurrection should be a, an everyday occurrence for you as a believer. Uh, and, uh, and the gospel is that he came and he died for our sins and he rose again. The resurrection, the keystone principle uh, in that, the gospels itself. Um, we, you can celebrate uh, like the world does. You realize there are a lot of people today eating chocolate bunnies and, uh, and chasing after hidden eggs uh, and stuff that don't know Jesus. Uh, and um, there are people that, uh, that uh, this morning um, on the way here, uh, I stop uh, every morning uh, at uh, a coffee place, uh, remain unmentioned. Uh, and, um, and, uh, but a lot of the baristas that work there um, aren't believers. Uh, just like any other place that you would go to. Uh, and uh, one in particular uh, that helped me this morning, uh, who I do not believe uh, knows the Lord as their Savior. Uh, and um, they uh, wished me a happy Easter. And so uh, they see me come in, they know my name. I was in the drive-thru, see me in the camera. Hey, hey Mr. Reno, uh, do you want this? Yes, this is what I want. Uh, they know what I want. And, went there and they said, happy Easter. Now, it could have been. Uh, just a um, courtesy, um, as people would and should do in the service industry, uh, you know, to wish you whatever. Um, and, and I'm thankful um, at Christmas time when people who aren't even believers uh, will wish me a Merry Christmas uh, instead of Xmas or the other types of things that people, Happy Holidays. Uh, and so this lady said, um, Happy Easter. And I said to you too. Uh, and um, so many unbelievers um, celebrate Christian holidays because um, it's a lot of fun uh, to celebrate uh, these holidays and to spend time with family. Uh, and everybody, uh, we all need another reason uh, to spend time with one another and to celebrate um, perhaps at a meal uh, and to think about those things. I'm not knocking any of that. Um, but if you're here today for a Resurrection Sunday service in a Bible preaching, um, gospel preaching church, um, I don't think that's an accident. Uh, I think that uh, it's ordained of God that you're here. Uh, and to hear the words of the gospel presented to you on a day which all of Christianity uh, celebrates a risen Savior, um, I don't want you to be left out uh, in that celebration. I'm not talking about celebration and just, you know, it's, it's, it's the heart. And there are a lot of people that miss salvation uh, by 12 inches. Um, they know what the Word of God says, but they've not believed in their heart uh, that Jesus Christ has saved them. The good news is good news because there's bad news. The bad news is uh, that without Christ, um, heaven will not be your home. Uh, and he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures to secure my salvation, uh, and, uh, which I am thankful for, and yours as well, uh, and everyone's, uh, as he's paid that price uh, on Calvary's Hill. And you think about the events of that week and uh, all the suffering that he has gone through. Um, he did that for me, and he did that for you. And so in a moment when we pray, um, and I know there's a good number of people here, and we have what's called an invitation time, and some people come and they pray uh, up here at front. We call it an altar. It's not really a steps uh, platform. Uh, but they would come in a way to humble themselves before the Lord, and they'll pray and pray for any number of things. Uh, but I'm going to give you an opportunity um, to, to pray and ask Jesus Christ to save you. Uh, as I mentioned, it needs to be done with sincerity. Uh, it's you praying to the Lord. 
but you can, be, you can receive the gift of salvation today through faith uh, by believing in your heart uh, what the Word of God says about who Jesus is, the Son of God that came to die for our sins. And you, you can apply that or appropriate it to your life through faith by praying to God uh, and asking Him to forgive you and to save you. The Bible says, with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Uh, and one of the best verses in all the Bible, it says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not hope so, not maybe so. I ask people all the time, you know where you're going to go when you die? Well, I hope I'd go to heaven. And I say, well, the Bible says you can know. It does it. They don't know. And, uh, and sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't. But the Bible says, these things I've written unto you that you may know that you have eternal life. I know that if I was to die today, I would go to heaven, not because I'm good. I'm the furthest thing from it. Uh, not because I'm a Baptist, not because I go to church, not because of whatever. It's because Jesus paid my sin debt and I've accepted that gift of salvation. That's the only thing that's going to get me to heaven. Uh, and I get to, I get to serve him and live for him and worship him and all the wonderful things that God does for me after I'm saved. Uh, but, the, but the greatest event in all of human history uh, was when Jesus came out of that grave um, and secured uh, for us uh, eternal life. Uh, through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, Up from the grave he arose uh, is the song that we sing. Uh, it's a favorite of Christians and can be your favorite today as well. I'd like to invite you to stand uh, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And I'm just going to ask uh, two different questions. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. The first question is this. You say, Pastor, I'm here today at church. Uh, and maybe my first time could be many times. Uh, and Jesus Christ is my Savior. I remember a day a uh, time um, where I bowed my head and prayed and asked Jesus to save me, to forgive me uh, and to save me. Uh, and I trusted him as my personal Lord and Savior. And I remember that time. And uh, based on the promise of God's word, heaven uh, will be my home uh, when I die. And I believe that with all my heart. I'm saved today, Pastor. Uh, and you would just raise your hand. Or, uh, is there closed? Or heads are bowed? Just raise your hand and put them down. Thank you. Many people in the room. Again, our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. And I want to ask this question. Say, Pastor, um, I, I'm not sure where I would go. Uh, I've never asked Jesus into my heart and to save me. I heard the gospel message today. I'm not sure, but I would like to know for sure uh, today. So anybody like that, just raise your hand, put it right back down uh, where you're at. I'm not going to call you out or embarrass you. Uh, but you say, that's me, Pastor. I'm not sure. And raise your hand and, and put your hand down. All right, thank you. Uh, if you are here today and you just say, and you pray, if you mean it, you say, I've heard this message, I heard the gospel, uh, I believe that Jesus uh, was born uh, and that he died, he shed his blood for my sins, uh, and I want to trust him today as my personal Savior. I want to ask him to forgive me with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If you just pray this to the Lord, to the Lord with your heart and mean it, uh, and you say, Dear Heavenly Father, uh, I know that I am a sinner. Forgive me my sins and come into my life and, dis and save me. I trust you and you only as my personal Lord and Savior. Forgive me, please, and save me in Jesus' name. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, no one's looking around. You say, I didn't raise my hand a moment ago, uh, but, uh, but Pastor, I just prayed that prayer to the Lord from my heart um, as you prayed that. Uh, and uh, with our heads bowed and eyes closed, you would just raise your hand where you are and say, I prayed that prayer uh, today. Uh, anybody at all would just raise your hand and say, I prayed that prayer today uh, to the Lord uh, from my heart. All right. Um, our Heavenly Father, I pray today uh, that you'd speak to our hearts in a very uh, direct way. If there's someone that's not saved, they would be saved. 
that, Lord, as Christians, as we celebrate your resurrection, we would take a moment in prayer and just thank you uh, for all that you've done, uh, Lord, for us in our life, uh, our eternal life, our home in heaven, uh, but for the life that we live now, the lively hope that we have in you that helps us uh, and uh, to uh, endure um, the difficulties that are coming our way and will. And we're, we'll thank you for it. Piano begins to play. If God has spoken to your heart, let's just spend a few minutes in prayer as Christians, uh, just thanking him for the hope of heaven, the promise of heaven. Um, I don't think we thank him enough for that. And maybe a moment ago, you, said, you didn't raise your hand, but God's working in your heart. You simply can just step out, come forward. I can have somebody take you in uh, to a side room and show you from the Bible how that you can know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior.